When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Bullen. Hey, Ben, I got a question for you. Have you ever painted your own car? I have only painted very small parts of my own car. It's funny, we were talking about this earlier this week. Uh, my my family, especially my dad, were big believers in having just the, the little bottle of touch-up paint. Mm-hmm. It looks like a nail polish mm-hmm. container maybe? Yeah. yeah Something like bigger, that? Yeah. I have attempted to paint an entire vehicle at one point when I was in high school, my first car. Are you serious? I, I did. I tried it. And uh, very poor results. Did a, did a terrible job. I made a little, you know, paint booth in a in a friend's garage, and we rented a compressor and a gun, and you know, okay. tried to mix the paint and everything. And I did all the prep work myself, and the body was in really poor condition. I didn't even attempt to do some of the some of the rust. So no paint bondo, no sand. No, none of that stuff. It was just a lot of taping. It was a um, a 1978 Trans Am, and it had that huge uh, screaming bird on the hood. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, yeah. And I taped that entire thing. So you can imagine how long that, that took. That was forever. That was miserable work. But uh, what I learned from this was, um, you know, some things are better left to the professionals. Some things are. They're they're better left for the professionals. But, you know, you and I are DIY type of dudes. So mm-hmm. uh, we've had conversations about almost every single topic that comes up on this podcast, sometimes on the air, sometimes off the air. Mm-hmm. You and I will sit down and say, well, could you do it, you know, yourself? Could you do it at your own house, in your mm-hmm. own garage? Mm-hmm. I've kind of got some new, uh, a new feeling about this now because I didn't know about this at the time, but there's, kinda, there's, a, there's a dramatically different way to go about this. Yes, uh, I would say a daring way because you understand that this is something that you told me about, Scott, and I was enormously skeptical when you first mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question, of course, which is the title of our podcast uh, can you really paint your car for fifty dollars? Mm-hmm. Fifty bones. Yeah, really. And it sounds completely implausible. Like there's no way that you would be able to do this. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, 
you can do it, and maybe it might cost you a few more dollars in in some of the the, the equipment and parts materials, but um, that's a really good ballpark price is about fifty bucks. Yeah. So our myth busting here is actually uh, spoiler alert, pretty good news. It is possible to do this. Um, Maybe not for exactly 50 bucks, mm-hmm. but definitely for less than, let's say, the $1,500 you might be charged for another paint oh, job. Oh, Ben, 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 Ben. How long has it been since you've been to a paint shop? <laughs> no. I, okay. I went recently with my Chrysler, yeah. kind of the old uh, project car. Yeah. I didn't even take the car in. I just, you know, because it, it really, it has more to do to get it on the road, really. So you just drop by. So I, I dropped by a place and I, I said, you know, here's what I'm looking at. I've got this. It's got a really good body, mm-hmm. not any rust through spots, anything like that. It may need a little Bondo to fill in some dents here and there, dents and dings. How much does it cost me? And I was getting prices in the 10000 to $14,000 range for a real simple paint job, and I just about fell over. I couldn't believe it. I was thinking, I was really thinking, like, what if I do, you know, take all the, the chrome work off do all and the strip prep. it, do all yeah. the prep myself? Could you do it for, like, maybe a 1000 bucks? Just right. Just spray the car. Yeah. No way. They said, I can't even do the materials for a 1000 bucks. I need, uh, you know, and, and the price was, like, it, it was just astronomical. And I think a lot of people are finding that, you know, that's that's relatively common. Now, I know you can go to, you know, a, a, a national chain place and, sure. and, and they'll do it for, you know, 800 bucks or 600 mm-hmm. bucks or whatever it is. But you kind of get what you pay for. It, you do. And that, that's what, you know, a lot of people say that in regards to this whole project. That, I mean, this is this is a really polarizing subject for people. Some people say, absolutely, you can do it. And there's no reason you can't do it for your own, you know, for 50 bucks or 100 bucks right. yourself. Others say... You absolutely can't do this. Take it to the professionals. You get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's true in that, you know, there's a lot of prep work that goes into this. There's a ton. You, you will be investing a ton of time and effort in doing this yourself. That's true. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're paying for at the at the shop. You know, if you if you get a $10,000 paint job or $14,000 paint job, and they were telling me that it may even go up from that point. You know, mm-hmm. that, that depends on what they find when they're in there. So, And you know you know as well as I know that it's going to go up. Yeah, it's probably not going to go down, that's I, for sure. I wouldn't think so. They wouldn't say like, oh, guess what, Mr. Benjamin? We got it done for only 4500 bucks, and uh, <laughs> and here's your uh, your money back. But honestly, what this, this entire topic comes down to is prep work and like post-paint work. Like once you're yes. done, what you do with it. And, and that's where... The majority of this 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 uh, this topic lies. Yes, yeah, so we're making a big deal already about the amount of time, and we want to be very clear about this. This is not a fifty dollar paint job if you are counting, you know, the hours you spend. So if you say, "Hey, I'm paying my let me count my own time at ten dollars an hour," yeah. no, it's already and it's already over. One thing we need to point out early on here, because mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people are intrigued by this probably already. Yeah, um, I hope so. And this goes back several years, but um, if you have to buy things like a polisher, a uh, right. you know, the the, uh, the mitts that go on the end of the polisher, all the polishing compounds and Good all that, quality which, which, buffer, which yeah. you really do, you have to have this stuff. Yeah. If this is your first time doing something like this, or with uh, you know dealing with car detailing. Um, some of the materials that you're going to have to buy. We're talking about just the the paint supplies, like the the little trays and the rollers mm. and the. Oh, I said it. Oh, we did. I we did. I just the... mentioned it, but but some yeah. of the supplies. You know, the paint is really really cheap if you do it the way we're talking about. Yeah. Um. It. You know, you can go up in price. We'll we'll talk about all this. I'm we'll get, talk I'm about all way this. ahead of myself. Oh here. no, it's fine. We'll talk about it right so, now. So so Ben. Yes. Let me let me let you just 
I, I just kind of spoiled it already, but, but the big <laughs> difference between this and when you go and have it painted in a, in a paint booth, what's the big difference here? Ah, absolutely. The big difference is the way in which the paint is applied. Mm-hmm. And the surprise here, for anyone who didn't, who didn't catch what we had said just a second ago, uh, the surprise is that there is not spraying involved. This is taking a foam paintbrush roller and literally roll rolling your car to paint it. I know. That sounds absolutely crazy to yeah. you the first time you've heard it, right? It sounds like an internet stunt. The, it's it's not the same roller that you would use to paint a wall. No, no, this, no. This no. is a high-density foam roller. Mm-hmm. It's very, very small. It's like maybe three or four inches in length. Yeah. Um, really, really, really packed, uh, dense, dense cells in this thing. And you use foam brushes as well. You don't ever use a, a brush that has, you know, the bristles like you would think. None of that. This is all this is all completely different. But and once you thin the paint and once you have it, you know, properly mixed and there's a procedure, a very very complex procedure actually right, that goes right. along with it. It's, uh, you know what? It's easy. There's just so many steps involved. That's all. Um, yes. You're definitely going to need a uh, a guideline to go by. You're going to probably want to print out a schedule for yourself of what to do because you may get lost in the in the process here. Oh, good point, Scott. This is by no means a one day hangout. Oh no, no. no. This is this is more like a uh, like a week long project, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even longer. Depends on what time, kind of kind of time you have to throw at this thing. Mm-hmm. But really, like to get over that initial shock, I think people when they hear that you are going to use a roller on your car. That scares a lot of people. Yeah, it scared me too because uh, let's let's be honest. It sounds like a horrible idea because when we think of using rollers to paint something, we're thinking of you know most people are probably thinking of interior walls mm-hmm. in their house. But it goes back to the type of paint you use, and now this is key here: how you thin that paint because you. You have to thin it. One of the uh, there there are three kinds of paint that come up a lot that mm-hmm. we hear. We're we're going to hear people uh, say, or you'll read people on forums saying that they use uh, Rust-Oleum or, or Trimclad. That is one of the uh, the biggest ones used, I think, mm-hmm. the, the most popular. And then there's another there's another guy here who Scott and I are officially big fans of, um, and we'll tell you about him later. But he also mentioned. Um, Interlux bright sides. Okay. Mar- marine top. Oh yeah, paint. I was going to say that bright sides. That's a marine paint, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know the, the the funny thing is, like you'll hear Rust-Oleum, and you'll think, no way, yeah. I'm not going to spray paint my car. Well, it's the same. It's the same manufacturer. Mm-hmm. The paint is sold in quart containers, or you could even get gallon containers of this if you wanted to. Um, yeah. You'll probably need just quarts for this. The but. interesting thing about this is, you know, like this is like paint technology, almost like it's kind of like what they used on automobiles in the early days of automobiles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's single stage paint. You know, I don't want to. I'm not a painter. I don't want to get into like you know what's best polyurethane paints. Uh, right. The uh, the gloss high enamel. I don't even know what the lingo is really. You need mm-hmm. to go to a paint shop and talk to somebody and find that out. But this paint, I mean, it does have a high gloss mm-hmm. that Rust Oleum does. You can buy a gloss paint. Um, it can be thinned. You know, it's an oil-based paint that we're talking about, not a latex. So it can right. be thinned using uh, – some people use acetone, but others say don't do that. Use mineral spirits because it, it dries slower. Yeah, the mineral spirits, for the record, at, at this point in the forums, mineral spirits are winning the thinner contest. Yeah, I think so. Acetone, people are people are complaining that it messes with the flash on the paint. Flash is too fast is yeah. what they're saying, I think. Yeah. Okay, so, you know th- – the thing is, like, you know, all these materials, they sound so strange to use on a car, but mm-hmm. honestly, 
if you really think about it, Rust-Oleum is meant to be a protective layer, you know, that you put on something outside, like outdoor furniture. Sure, or it's maybe, exterior. Exactly, or maybe a lawnmower or something like that. Um, why wouldn't such a hard, durable paint be good for your automobile? And you think about, like, well, I've spray-painted things before, and it turned out okay. Yeah. Different process, different. This is completely different when you get down to it, because we're going to be talking about, like, wet sanding and... Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about ten or twelve different coats of material. It's 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 a big process. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to use spray cans or rattle cans, like they say, because uh, yeah. as they call them, because there's very little control with something like that. You can use Rust-Oleum spray paint in a in a spray gun, you know, with a compressor, sure, and spray it on like you know you normally would um, with any other automotive paint. And you, the benefit there would be that you know the Rust-Oleum is a cheaper paint, mm-hmm. um, less expensive. Uh, but um, I think a lot of people are saying that, you know, well, if you're going to do it that way, you might as well just roll it on, and, and you've got a little bit more control over it. If you're not familiar with how to paint with a gun anyways or don't have the materials, yeah, this is the way to do it. it there's a lot less paint wasted in the air because mm-hmm. I think they say something like 30% of the paint is, is just kind of wasted in overspray and just kind of naturally... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, floats away and and, and that's a, if it's not windy. Exactly, <laughs> it becomes a mess. Uh, with this method, there's very little there's very little cleanup left to do. I mean, you're very mm-hmm. it's in a very controlled manner that you apply this stuff, and um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a good option. I really do. Well, let's go stem to stern real quick. Let's talk about the very first step. You've got your barn find or your project car, you know, mm-hmm. and. And the first thing you do when you want to get a car painted, whether you're in a pro shop or at your driveway, is the prep work is when you begin taking off components of the vehicle. Everything. You take everything you can. Everything and anything that you don't want paint on. I mean, I mean, you can. This can go right down to uh, taking the windshield out and taking the uh, the back glass out. And the side mirrors too. Uh, all the side mirrors. Take the take the uh, the keyholes out. Take headlights, uh, tail lights. Trim everything. Every single bit of anything that you want, uh, you know, to to be painted. Leave on mm-hmm. anything you don't want painted or don't want any paint anywhere near. You know, take that off. Right. Yeah. And and the prep work is huge. So let's just you know we're going to gloss over this by saying. Prep work is very, very important. Get the, you know, do all the bondo work, do all mm-hmm. the sanding, do everything you need to do ahead of time, and, and that's what we'll say for the body work because body work can go a lot of different ways. You know, that yeah, can be panel yeah. replacement. That can be prepping the material with mm-hmm. certain types of acids and etching materials, and uh, we don't want to get into that right now. But once you've got the body ready to go, the, the beautiful thing about if you use a Rust-Oleum or something similar to that, now, this may be different for other types of automotive paints that you may get, yeah, you may sure. choose to get, which we'll tell you about later. Mm-hmm. But Rust-Oleum is meant to go over either paint, existing paint, uh, if you scuff it, mm-hmm. or bare metal. Mm-hmm. So one of the benefits of this is that you don't necessarily have to prime. Uh, you can put this right on top of bare metal on paint or over Bondo or anything that you have there. It will cover. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. 
In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you can always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It could also alert you before you go too low or when you're going too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see like more time and range in lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Yeah, and when you are working with this paint, you've come to the second step of the prep process. Mm -hmm. Now, as we said, of course, we're not going to go too deep into the case-by-case basis of what you need to prepare for your car or how you need to prepare the body, uh, other than to say as a rule of thumb, if you're having that moment where you look at your car and you think, should I take this off before I start? Then the answer is probably yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, do it. So here we are, second step, you're preparing your paint. Now, the problem with just undiluted Rustoleum or an undiluted paint, um, whichever kind you decide to use, is that it's not going to dry quickly enough for your purposes. Yeah, it will go on nice and thick. Yeah, oh and yeah. You'll, and you'll get great color out of it. It's, the problem yeah. is it will go on nice and thick, and, mm-hmm. and it will probably drip, and it will probably run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have a lot of problems in it. And the drying process, Ben, I've heard that you know, if you put it on thick, thick enough, uh, some of that stuff can take as long as you know a couple of weeks, even a yeah. couple of months to properly dry. I mean that. So if you're trying to wax or buff the car, mm-hmm. uh, that would be a big mistake because uh, you know you would think that well, there's been plenty of time. It's been two months since I painted my car. I was able to touch it that one time. Uh, yeah, and it yeah. didn't come off on exactly. my finger. Exactly. I, I didn't leave a fingerprint in there. Right. You know, a fingerprint ID on my car. So, <laughs> um, you know, if you want to, uh, if you want to do this the right way thinning is is critical and you'll find that you know a lot of people have different methods of doing this so when they mix it with uh, the mineral spirits because mm-hmm. uh, we're, again we're talking about an oil-based paint you mix it with mineral spirits in the proper mixture you know there's a lot of places that'll tell you what the mixture is mm-hmm. um, some people mix it just with a, a plastic spoon I mean this is how easy it gets you know, mixing, stirring it exactly when you pick up the spoon if it's uh, when you can count the drops every second and mm-hmm. if it if it drops it like let's say Three drops a second. Mm-hmm. That's the proper mix. Other people say, like, no, it has to be exactly this mix. And some people just say, wing it. You know, like, it, yeah. just do it as you feel. Make it nice and thin. Some people say uh, it should be the consistency of low-fat milk. Yeah, and other people have said do a 50-50 ratio or hard and fast rule. Now, we're obviously not advocating winging it. 
you don't want to wing this project. No, I, I don't know, Ben. Why not? Why I mean, not? I say, I say play around with it. If you want a little thicker, that's fine. But just to, just expect longer drying times. Yeah. The, uh, it has to be thinned in some way, though. And, and honestly, the stuff looks like water when you put it on. Yes. And that's one of the surprising things. Because I, I looked at this article, Ben. There's, a, there's an article online. If you're doubting what we're saying... Oh yeah, check this out. There is of a, little faith. Yeah, this this article goes back to 2007. So this is at this point five years old. Um, Hot Rod Magazine of all you know all places, and, and I would think you can trust Hot Rod Magazine, right? Oh yeah, I, I think mean, they're they're not spinning stories. They've been around a while. Yeah, a long time. So Hot Rod Magazine did this on a 1962 Ford Falcon that they had just kind of rusting in the back of the shop. Um, it had it, you you saw the you, you saw the results, right? Yeah, it looks amazing. You've seen this. It was a, it was a, they did this complete transformation. They called it a $98 paint job, Ben. Ah, uh, what did, what were their extra Well, well you know, I've got some of the, uh, the extras listed here and they, mm-hmm. they list completely. They've got a complete list of what they spent and, uh, you know, how much material they used. Um, actually, th- that's just simply for the paint job supplies, $98.29. Of that, the only the only amount of paint now it's a sixty two Ford Falcon so it's a kind of a smaller car sure not, not yeah. very big two quarts of paint is all it took mm. two quarts now imagine you know a, a quart sized paint jar on the shelf you can you can yeah. see how small it is once it's thinned and, and applied and they did uh, I want to say like almost ten coats of this stuff yeah um, the, the price of the paint was only like it was less than sixteen dollars for the actual paint. The rest of the stuff was for tape and brushes, brushes. and um, trays and stuff. Exactly, the trays and the sandpaper because there's a lot of wet sanding that happens. But um, they did a beautiful job. Uh, it took them about ten days worth of work. I don't remember if it was. I think they painted it. For, it was going from a white car to a white, you know, a new white paint. So okay. less coats were necessary. Yeah. Um, but they actually they they loved the results and said they wouldn't hesitate to do it again. It's a um, it's a total transformation. If you look at the vehicle online, I can tell you the the name of the article. Um, the name of the article is a 1962 Ford Falcon receives a budget paint job, the ninety eight dollar paint job. Mm-hmm. Search that Hot Rod magazine, and I think you'll be a believer. It's worth the time. Now you may still be skeptical by the time you get to what would you say the third illustration or so because. Oh. Because the thing about this paint is once it's thinned to that viscosity, it doesn't actually seem as though it's carrying the color for the first couple of coats, right? Yeah, yeah, Depending on what you pick. That's right, because you're putting it on like water. Mm-hmm. And so imagine like just how thin this is. This is going to be terribly disappointing to you at first. You're going to think, like, I've, I've ruined my car. But you've already gone too far to turn back. It, don't yeah, give up. It, don't give up. This is the this is just the way it is, and you've got it. You've got to you know expect this early on. You and I'll tell you the the process in just a moment, right yeah. after we follow this. But for about the first, I would even say four or five coats, Ben, mm-hmm. you may not even really see the color. Yeah, that's really. how thin we're talking. Uh, you're still going to see metal body work through this thing. You're still going to see all the bondo work that you've done. Yeah, all the imperfections. Everything's still going to be there. You've got to hang in there and stick with it. There's going to be, you know, you, you'll roll it on the first time and it's going to look terrible. There's going to be drips. There's going to be bubbles. <laughs> right. There's going to be and stuff. a million bubbles. Hopefully, no fish eyes, but there'll be <laughs> lots of bubbles. And uh, you, you've got to trust in that you've done everything right up to this point. You know, follow the instructions. Mm-hmm. Trust that you've done it right, and the bubbles will go away. There's even, you know, some some people that suggest using a, a hair dryer with a very low setting just to kind of pop the bubbles a little early. The paint self levels because that's what you're doing with the thinner. Right. Um, it it really does work, and but but it's going to take time, and it's going to take your patience 
you've got to hang in there because really, how frustrating would it be to be like three or four days into this and your car, you can still see metal through this? Which might happen. But so, okay, so here here's where we're at. We put on our hypothetical first coat, right? We okay. don't see any color. Nope. And we're, we know because we've done our research in advance that we need to give this hours to dry. Mm-hmm. And so depending on, let's say you've got it outside and it's a, it's a nice hot summer afternoon. And you can do this outside. And you way. can do this outside. Mm-hmm. We should mention that. You do not need to have a paint studio. No. Or even a garage. Or even a garage, mm-hmm. which is going to come in handy for some people. And uh, after you've let this coat dry, your next step is not to immediately coat it again. Mm-hmm. You have to wet sand. Yeah, that's right. Now, some people say that you can go two coats without wet sanding. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's up to you. You could even go. You could even do the full thing and then wet sand at the end. But the problem is, you're just building on top of the previous flaws. So, right. Let's it's say you risky. put on. Let's say you put on one coat and there's there's orange orange peel, which there will be, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know exactly what it sounds like. It looks like the surface of an orange. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, you know across, you, know, so you can see light reflecting in it. Yeah, it's going to there's going to be imperfections. There's going to be who knows, Ben? There may be even like a little bug that got in there. And yeah, something. did you see those? Don't worry about that stuff. Yeah. That's that's stuff that that's stuff that will come out of the paint, no problem at all. I know people will be upset with it early on, or even little specks of dust or whatever. Yeah. It all Especially comes out. if you're outside. It all comes out. It really mm-hmm. does. Because this is taking so long. You're not talking about one or two coats. You're not stuck with what you see there the first time. Right. That's the beauty of this. But the process, Ben, if you want to just go through this like... Yeah. And, I, and I'll do this super fast, okay? Because this Way is what it's like. than you can actually do now, it. Now, the wait time <laughs> between paint coats, you said you could you could wet sand in between. I'm going to say wet sand in between every two coats. You're going to so, say two coats. Yeah, but you wait at least – when I say wait, I mean you're waiting like at least six hours right? Yeah. in between coats. So mm-hmm. the process that a lot of people find is that they put on a coat in the morning. They wait until like maybe early evening. They put on another coat. They wait, let it wait overnight. Then the first thing they do in the morning is they wet sand the entire vehicle. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about wet sanding with like 600 grit. You do it real right. gently. Especially yeah. at first, real, real gentle. Uh, you're just knocking down the bumps on the surface. I've read some some places recommend uh, going down a 400 grit if you have a trouble spot. Oh, okay, so you get a little more aggressive with it, is what you're saying? Yeah, but I would. I, I'm seriously thinking about do, doing this to the Monte Carlo man. It's you know what, I would suggest that you do that. Yeah, I, if if I if I do this, I I will update everyone. But uh, I would. I would like to, if possible, stick to 600 the whole, for the whole car. Sure, yeah. You know? Yeah, of course. Try to keep it as, as fine as possible. I mean, the, the, the less grit, that you, or actually the, the higher grit that you can use, mm-hmm. the better. I don't know how to say that, really. Um, the, the less aggressive that you have to be with it, yeah. the better. But you do want to knock it down so that it's a smooth finish. Now, mm-hmm. so, so we're in the next morning. We're on day two. You wet sanded the whole vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wipe it down with mineral spirits again, as they recommend. Uh, as soon as that dries, which will be instantly almost, yeah. uh, you paint again. Third coat. You wait for six hours. You paint again. Mm-hmm. Then you let it sit overnight. And then the first thing you do the next morning is you wet sand. Mm-hmm. And on and on and on. So wet sand, paint, wait, paint, wait, overnight. Wet <laughs> sand, paint, wait, and so on. Yes. And this goes on and on and on. And you do this, literally, it's going to take you eight to ten coats. You're going to start to mm-hmm. see... Good coverage of the paint in like maybe six coats. Six or seven, yeah. Yeah, six or seven coats. So be patient. Once you start seeing good coverage, at that point, it's kind of up to you, like how far do you go? Because remember, you're going to be doing a lot of sanding, a lot of polishing at the end. Because mm-hmm. this, again, this the, the post work 
is where you know the polishing compounds come in, and those are pretty aggressive. Yeah. Um, but you want to sand it down perfectly smooth, wet sand. Of course, we're talking like we're talking like at the end. You know, the final sand is like like fifteen hundred, right? Fifteen hundred, even two thousand. Wow. So you're talking about a really really fine wet sand. Mm-hmm. Um, and again. Follow directions. Be, yeah. be sure you follow directions. But once you get to that point, you know you're doing a lot of hand polishing, mm-hmm. um, maybe some real, real light um, polishing with machine. But be very careful. And again, read the instructions carefully. The edges are where you're going to have some trouble. You may rub through the paint. Right. That's where you may want to. Uh, you know, they say some people say they tape the edges mm-hmm. uh, so that they do, do those by hand, so it's a little smoother, a little softer. Um, you know, with with the uh, the coarse material, uh, but. Honestly, Ben, at the end of this thing, you and I have seen the results. Oh, yeah. When If you do this properly and you get all the way through the end and you use all, all of the procedures and processes that they talk about, at the end you do the, the proper steps to bring the paint shine out, mm-hmm. the, the finishes on these cars are absolutely beautiful. Unbelievable, too. Oh, brother, you guys, if you are at all interested in this, uh, please check out this website. Uh, just Google Rick, like the first name Rick, wrench like monkey wrench uh corvair he's got this 1966 corvair mm-hmm. and i swear folks this looks beautiful yeah. this does not look like a cheap paint job. no no and he did it outside in his driveway i mean that's yeah. the thing like and, and he as he's documenting this mm-hmm. i mean and there's like bugs are dying in the paint yeah and he's worried about that and he <laughs> says you know what i was i didn't even need to worry about it when i wet sanded it was gone yes uh because you you've prepped the other you've gone through that step ahead of time it's like layer after layer after layer mm-hmm. you're taking it out of that for that layer that you just laid down i mean birds are pooping on it and stuff you know and it's like <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like all worried about it. he's like you know what it doesn't matter i'm gonna wet sand it out and i mm-hmm. paint it over it one more time and, and it's gone um, the cool thing about this is that he used a uh, he did use the rust oleum mm-hmm. um, for so the for the base coat which is white exactly it's a it's a it's a white base coat coat and it's just an off the shelf color so any touch up that he has to do and he he did eventually have to do some touch up but the only reason he did the touch up was because a tree limb fell on the yeah, car. Yeah, that tree knocked so, out a chunk So this of it. guy, you know, a lot of people say, well, what about durability? What about shine? What about, you know, this, that? Yes. What about gloss? You know, so, you know, it's extremely shiny. It's ex- it's like a Ooh. mirror finish. I mean, it's beautiful. Now, we we should point out that uh, in, in this case, uh, one of the reasons that it looks so good is when he did his post-paint work, he was using a polisher, and then he said, oh, his polisher, I think, broke or malfunctioned. Yeah. And then he said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do this by hand. And yeah. then he said, and then I got back in my right mind and went and purchased <laughs> yeah. a buffer. Yeah, because you will spend countless hours polishing a new paint with, by hand. Uh, if, you, if you do it that way, it's going to be exhaustive. I mean, it, it can be done, of course. You, know, I you, mean, can, you don't a, have to buy a polisher. It, it's if you have somebody doing it by hand, and I know that I might sound like a bad person for this, but it's a great job for a neighborhood kid <laughs> who doesn't have other stuff. To oh, do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust that to a neighborhood kid. No way. See, that's the thing; they'll rub through the joints on this. Oh, thing, that's because you know, you're right. using aggressive compounds when you're doing this. So, yeah. um, maybe you're right. You know, maybe people, you're right. People really, I mean, people were asking questions of this guy, and this is not uncommon. You know, you can you can find a thousand examples of this online, mm-hmm. but this is just one that we found and. He did, uh, he said, they said, well, what's it look like now? You know, now that it's been a yes. while. So he does updates, right? On his site, you'll mm-hmm. notice that there's a four-month update, an eight-month update, a one-year update, and then a three-year update. Yes, and he ends the three-year update 
Oh, by the way, the car looks fantastic it, still. It does. I mean, you can see reflections of, you know, he takes the, the photos at the right time of day when you can see reflections mm-hmm. in it. And you can see the reflections of trees. You can see everything in it. It's like it's like a mirror finish on this thing, on a white car. It's beautiful. It really is. And he I even think, did racing stripes. Yes, yes, he did racing stripes. He also ends his three-year update by saying, uh, what does he say? He says, okay, I, I can update later if if you guys want as we go, but if nothing's happened now. Yeah, he said, you know what, I – there's a lot of you know little dents and dings that happen just because of you know it's a, it's a driver. So right. he is. I think he's hit a couple of parking blocks and things like that. So you know the front end like may have some cracks in it. You know the lower uh, the air dam mm-hmm. that he painted. But um, honestly, like the only reason that he needed to do any touch up was because of a tree limb that fell and hit the car, and it did crack where it hit. I think it you know abruptly snapped into the car at that right. point. The rest of the I mean the rest of the paint. I think he waited a long long time before he even put any wax on it. Uh, yes. I, mean, I mean, yeah, a year or more. I don't he, remember he where. Waited, he waited quite a while. I don't remember what the update was, but it was. It didn't need it. It was beautiful. I mean, it was perfectly mm. shiny, perfectly smooth. It's it's wonderful. And go through the, the forums. Look at you know other examples of this. Like I said, there's hundreds oh, of them. Moparts is a good form. Oh, that's kind of where all this started. You know, someone was yeah. saying, "Can I get a paint job on this car for cheap? If I do all the prep work, I just want it for like forty five hundred bucks. Is it possible?" And a lot of people were saying, there's no way. You can't get it done for that cheap. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I was finding. I mean, ten or $14,000, Ben? First off, I think that's crazy. It's a lot of car. It's a big car. But sure, I'm saying, sure, but is it $10,000 and, and am I going to get $14,000 out of that car? I mean, not even total. You I know? mean, yeah, let's be honest, buddy. That's more than the car itself it, is worth. Oh, way, way more. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to tell you, but it's way more, way more. So... Honestly, this is something that I would do at home because I've got a car that I'd like to to bring back to life. Yes, you know something that I want to be proud of to drive, so it's not you know, you know, a calico color paint. You know, the mm-hmm. you know, it's one panel that's bare metal, one that's you know, brown primer, and the re- you know, the rest of it that was original factory that's all faded and chipped. And you know, if you've got a car like that, yeah, do this. Yeah, this is not for show cars. This is not for your uh, that car you're taking to Pebble Beach. No, and, and if you're hesitant about this, you know, I, I looked into like, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna do this with Rustoleum, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just go to like a Sherwin Williams or a um, you know another brand name paint manufacturer? Great point. And they can match a paint code for you on your car. That a lot of them can read paint codes. You know, you know, you can bring in your paint code. You know how yeah, to do that. Yeah. Bring in your paint code or your your ID information to them. They can match the paint and give you the factory color in a paint that is similar to what they use today rather than what they used then with, you know, the, the protective, you know, barriers that they have, mm-hmm. the UV protections, whatever, that they didn't have then. Um, and you get the original color. It may be a little bit more. So instead of, like, let's say instead of the uh, 5 or $7, you know, pint of uh, – right. or, or quart, rather, of, of Rust-Oleum – you're going to be paying twenty-five to thirty dollars, but then again, you only need two. So mm-hmm. let's say that you buy, and they can tell you how much you probably need. Sure. So let's say that you get two quarts at thirty-five dollars. It's seventy dollars for the paint. That sure beats the heck out of a ten-thousand-dollar paint job. I still, every time you say that number, I get a little bit queasy and weirded I, out. I know, I know. That's and, a surprise. You know, there are like we mentioned the six hundred-dollar paint jobs or whatever, but mm-hmm. be weary. Yeah. Be wary. Be weary. Be wary. Be wary. That's it. Be be wary, uh, and you or know you what? will be weary, or you will be weary. There we go. We brought it back. We saved it. Yeah. The uh, the thing is, of course, we also want to say that we're in no way 
saying anything bad about professional paint jobs. Absolutely not. We're only saying that if this is something that is interesting to you, either from a financial perspective or just from a fun perspective, Mm -hmm. because you can't really put a price on the kind of, and yeah, I'll say it, the kind of smug satisfaction a person experiences when they say, oh, did, hey, hey, Ben, did you get, uh, did, did you get a new car? Nah, bro, I painted it. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then get this, and this is what most of these people say. You tell them that you put it on with a roller. And oh, yeah. And they're like, you, I painted it myself, I put it on with a roller, and it only cost me 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. People will be blown away. By you know by by this this fact and it's guaranteed to be a conversation starter. Absolutely, I mean I think people will absolutely love to talk about that. And I I got one more tip that I want to give yeah, you here. Lay it on me. Th- this is something that if you really are thinking about doing this, and I was thinking about how how would you how would I do this because I'm I'm a little nervous about doing this on my own car. I'm going to do it. I, I truly am going to do Definitely this. Definitely going to do it. I am because I can't afford ten grand for a paint <laughs> job. So. And I don't know when this will happen because I'm still I'm still stripping my car. I'm still right. taking the paint off of it, but. I am going to do this. I'm going to practice. I'm going to either buy an old car panel that I can practice on. You know, just go to a junkyard and get something that you know. You could even you could even practice your body prep work. You know, like your bondo and all that, which sure is not thing. a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Um, buy an old panel, or if you have one laying around, or can you know sometimes they'll even give you stuff like that. If you don't have something like that to, to practice on, and I mean practice like start to finish, like do this exactly how you would do the car. You know, you get up in the morning, you you wet sand the car, you know, the panel down, mm-hmm. you paint it, wait, paint, wait, wet sand, you know, et cetera, all the way through the whole thing. It may take you a week to get this practice panel done. Yeah. But do it and and see what it see what the results are and do it with the color that you intend to use and see what the results are. And and then that's where you learn. And if you can't find, you know, a car panel or something like that, why not paint like an old uh you know, like a lawnmower deck? Or mm-hmm. something like that, you know. Find a find an old pedal car and practice on that. You know that yeah. may be something cool to do. Um, just just find a piece of scrap metal and do it. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be big. It can be you know like one foot by one foot. Just just do it from start to finish. See what the results are. See what you would change along the way if you know your paint mixing skills, your paint applying skills. Right. Um, and I think you'll you know look at that look at that practice piece that you've done and then imagine it on your car and. and I think you'll be surprised. And we have car parts around here. We have a we have a panel we can experiment we on. We do. We have if a hood. you want. Yeah, we, we have do. a hood of an MG. We totally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody follow up on that uh, because we're not at liberty to say this may or may not happen. <laughs> but but um, it sounds it sounds weird because I went from being enormously skeptical about this as as we mentioned in the beginning to saying hey. Maybe it's going to be worth the time. It's possible, and I'm sure that you know there's a way to mess this up. And I'll probably find the way. <laughs> I'll, I'll find out those ways on my practice panel or my practice Absolutely. piece of metal instead of on your daily driver. Exactly. You, you find out that early on, and then do it the right way. So I guess this this is kind of wrapping up for us here. We want to give a, a shout out to the forums on the internet that contain a wealth of information about mm-hmm. this. Uh, we also. I, I want to take a second and say thank you to the great DIYers out there who not only made their cars look spectacular on the cheap, but they also went out of their way to put in step-by-step instructions yeah. and to make guideposts because this is not something you want to go into shooting from the hip. No, no, no. Take take pages and pages of notes if you have to or whatever you have to do to, to memorize this because uh, it's it's well-documented how to do it right. Mm-hmm. And there's also some well-documented mistakes out there. So 
you know, that, that say don't do it this way. Mm-hmm. Pay careful attention to all that and, and kind of get down a, a best practices you yeah. know, process for yourself. And be patient. This is definitely uh, this is definitely one of the races where the turtle beats the hare. Exactly. Right? Uh, do you want to hear some listener mail before we go? I do. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you can always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It could also alert you before you go too low or when you're going too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see like more time in range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Okay, so uh, Carter writes into us, Scott, uh, from Missoula, Montana. Uh, And he says, guys, um, I have some topic uh, suggestions for you. I love the topics about individual cars like the NSX and the Venom. I think there are many more cars you guys could do. I'd also like to hear more motorcycle topics. Maybe you could dive into why and how motorcyclists drag their knees. I'm an avid motorcycle rider and racer and would love to hear about that one. And so he gives us a list of topics he came up with. And, cool, uh, motorcycle racer. Uh-huh. And we'll we'll read through some of these pretty quickly to see sure. if if the listeners or if we are interested in these. Some of these we've already done, so our longtime listeners will know these. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said the history of the Porsche, modern motorcycle technology, Fiat's return to America, Formula One technology, history of the 24-hour of Le Mans, which we have done, uh, engine configurations and placement, how anti-roll bars or sway bars work, Splitters, spoilers, aerodynamics, 10 basic repairs anyone could do. Not bad. That's almost a series. Uh, The Porsche 911, 
18-wheelers, the Baja 1000. Those are some good suggestions. Those are some good suggestions. And Carter said he's going to update us with more ideas as they come. Um, and he said, yes, even in Montana, there are gearheads. <laughs> we never doubted you, Carter. Uh, thank you so much for writing in, man. You know what, Ben? I've been thinking about maybe doing a show on the Maserati, but what's holding me back is all the pronunciation that we'll have to do. Yeah, you know what? We're What we should probably do is uh, just make a vocabulary list and learn and learn the words. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. So those, are, those are good suggestions. Yeah, those are there's, good. there's a lot in there. There's a few that we've already done. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, older listeners will uh, – Past listeners, I should say, not older <laughs> listeners, but uh, our listeners will know which ones have already been covered. All right. And also, uh, if you guys want to take a page from Carter's strategy and write to us with topic suggestions, we would love to hear from you. Um, send us, uh, uh, drop us a line on Facebook, uh, send us a tweet on Twitter. We'd love to see pictures of uh, any DIY paint job stuff you've done. Oh, definitely. Yeah, especially, uh, especially if it's a full car. But even if it's, you know, some custom stuff, I have a soft spot for uh, the, the custom pictures that you see on bands often. Uh, let's see that garden tractor that you painted. Yeah, let's How check it that? out. Yeah, you know, Anything like that, uh, pedal cars, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, gas grill, lawnmowers, whatever. Yeah, we want to know what you think about it and uh, if you think it's a good idea. Some people well, might still not be sold. I guess we would need a before and after. We would like a before and after. Yeah. Because how else will we know the progress? The journey is part of it. Exactly. Oh, I'm getting corny. It's time for us to get out of here. Send us an email at carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.